for the message today, we're looking about the Bible and looking at uh, what is written. We're covering it in Sunday school, so if you come to Sunday school class, uh, you'll be getting a double dose of whatever we're looking at that day, as uh, like we look at next week, do all roads lead to heaven, uh, is the topic next week in the Sunday school class. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And before there was a printed Bible, it says there was the Word, and the Word was God, which means the Bible is God. So if you want to get to know God, you need to get to know your Bible, and the Word became the person in the New Testament, Jesus Christ, and He lived among us. And that's what we're going to celebrate today also is communion together. So what I would like to see happen is for us to develop more of a love of the Word, to learn the Word, to learn to live the Word, and to get joy from the Word. Jesus reminds us in Luke, or in John chapter 6, verse 63, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Which means the words in the Bible aren't just normal words, but when God speaks it, there's a power that comes alongside with those words. So the words of the Bible are the breath of God and the breath of God for the fulfillment of what he said. So what he says can be fulfilled in us through his words. And that's our passage for today you heard Rick read from. Hebrews 4.13 For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. So the Bible is more than just people writing a novel. The Bible does surgery on those who read it. He goes on to say it penetrates even to the point of dividing soul and spirit, which means the words of the Bible will mess with you. It will affect your attitude, it will affect your emotions, and affect the issues in your life. So the Bible not only gives you information, it gives you the power to use and apply your information that comes from the Word of God. So the Bible, it comes alive for us. So how does the Bible come alive? Well, first of all, faith activates the Word. For we have also had the gospel preached to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard did not combine it with faith. Hebrews 4.2 Meaning you have to read the Bible and combine it with the faith thing. You see, faith takes the natural and turns it into the supernatural. You may say, that's fine, Rob, but I just don't have much faith. Well, there's something that will activate your faith, and that's revelation. Revelation will activate your faith. Revelation means that that words that you have read in the Bible go to a aha moment. Uh, or I see it now. Maybe you've read that verse 25 times and all of a sudden there's a new way of seeing that word. And suddenly it jumps out at you. And why does it do that? Well, let me explain to you. In the Greek, there's two 
words for the word word in the English. And the first is logos, which means the, the written word. Or it can even mean the spoken word. And it's, it's just basically reading this without the spirit because then you have another word for word called rhema, which means revealed. And that's what happens when you see words of that passage and then you read it ten times and suddenly it pops up and reveals the truth. Let the Bible come alive for you. Read it. Think it through. Talk over it with others. That's why we have so many Bible studies here. Monday night, looking at Exodus. Tuesday night, men's Bible study. Wednesday night, we're looking at the life of Joseph. Friday morning, we're looking in the New Testament. Saturday morning, they're looking into the New Testament. That's why we have all these Bible studies. See, that's why we're told in Joshua 1, 7, and 8, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate. Meditate on it day and night. So that it may be carefully, you be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful. Which means you need to take the Bible to the next level. Day and night, do what's written in it. So it means that we have to build God's word into our life. We need to figure out how to get the Bible into our lives. I love this passage from Matthew chapter 7, and it's in a message translation. It says, These words I speak are not incidental additions to your life. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work on these words into your life, you are like the smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. He says, these are words to build your life on. That is what this book is full of. So we need to work these words into our lives, and then you will be able to be like the carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. And, and that passage goes on to remind us that the storms are coming. Wind and rain and lightning like we had Friday night is going to beat up against your life. And, and, but the person that has built their life on this word can, can stand the storms and, and face it. Because we can't avoid the storms that are going to happen in our lives. But with this Bible, I can point you to something that will help you and support you during those storms. So, the question is, what can a person do or go to to get the Bible into their lives? What is it that, that you need to do? Well, first, you must accept it as authority. How do you view the Bible? Do you look at the stories in it of Jonah and, and Noah and say, oh, they're just wonderful little fairy tales or... Do you look at the New Testament and say, well, Jesus was just a guy with good ideas and, and with a lot for self-help and, and building up my self-esteem? Or do you see it as, as an inerrant, infallible, perfect word of God and accept it at that level? Even though you don't understand it fully or the things in the Bible may not make sense. But think about it. There's a lot of things in this life I don't understand, but I, I accept them. I get on an airplane, a jetliner, not understanding how 
a machine that, that big and that heavy can go in the air and fly. I, I don't understand photosynthesis that, uh, that works in our, and I don't understand the brain. There's so many things in, in this world I don't understand, but I accept them. And there are things in God's Word that we can't understand. But face it, we're not God. So we trust God when we don't understand. Because the world and the culture changes. But God doesn't. The world becomes hard on the truths of God. But we are told God's Word will stand supreme. And we at Mount Pisgah believe that Scripture is closed. In other words, there's nothing to be added. Everything from Genesis to the book of Revelation is there, and it is complete. It's authoritative for our lives, and this church has built its constitution and bylaws on Scripture. So we need to decide on that, the authority of the Bible. Also, we must assimilate its truths into all of our lives where it's not just a Sunday thing or just a, a moment each day where we touch on it. You have to, to work Scripture and work it into your marriage, into your relationship, into your finances, into your daily job and living. See, you will follow the world's pattern and you'll end up a mess just like the guy on the video where you got everything the world offers, but you still have a big hole, a big emptiness in your heart. See, you follow God's pattern and it will work. And suddenly you'll find out you have everything you need. See, assimilation happens when you listen to God's Word. See, you need to strategically plan how much you listen to God's Word. It blows me away how many people don't prioritize church. I've had people kind of say, boy, that sermon was great, Pastor. I'm glad I came today. And my thought is, well, where else would you be on a Sunday morning? Because it needs to be on your schedule. Jesus, the Son of God, went to church every Sabbath. It says in Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So Sundays on I'm not going to miss the Word of God being spoke, and you need to understand that and then carefully listen to it. But also, you need to read the Word of God. Just like you eat every day and need food, Jesus reminds us in Matthew 4, 4. He said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, here's another thing I might want to say to you. Use a paper Bible, something you can write in. Bible apps aren't bad. They're, they're valuable when you've not got anything else around, but studies have shown that digital reading isn't the same as paper reading because it does you something in you when you, in your brain, when you hold a book and then there's a better retention of what you're reading and, and it helps your progress as you see how far you've gone in the book and what you've done. See, digitally, there's also that temptation to switch over to Facebook or Instagram or some other feed. So go get a Bible. See, a digital Bible uh, is something that can, can help you when you have nothing else, where a paper Bible 
is so important. And if you don't have one, pull one out of the chair underneath you and, and take it with you. We have NIV Bibles there. And there you're welcome to help yourself to them. Also, set a tied time to get into your Bible and don't let anything get in the way of it. Elevate its importance in your life. And it will help you start your day off right. Also, have a Bible reading plan. You can get them online or see me and we'll get you one where you're reading the Bible in a year and it mixes Old and New Testament to where you don't get bogged down in Leviticus or the begots and begottens and, and uh, it, it gives you a good way to read through. And also, don't just read the Bible. Let the Bible read you. Stop and ask, Jesus, what are you saying to me in these passages because one of the metaphors for the Bible is it's like a mirror. And the Bible will reveal things to you that God asks you to take out of your life each day. So explore God's Word. Explore it with a, with a Bible study group or with friends. Psalms 119.11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. It's saying when you hide God's word in your heart, the sin goes. And isn't that what we all need to do? To get rid of the sin? And what I mean by sin is those things that we do that we say, why do I do that? That's not who I am. And that thing frustrates us. But it will stay there until you get into God's word so deeply that you have that conscience and then you also have that accountability from others the miracle of psalms 119:11 will happen in your life but also well, I must apply its principles in everyday life see james tells us do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves but do what it says See, I encourage you to read daily and find verses because you can pull verses that will speak directly to you in the situation or the crisis that you're facing. And then meditate on it. Meditate on that word. 